Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats fans. Welcome to Nats Nightly, where pitcher wins are our favorite stat. This is Patrick Rainson from Federal Baseball. Doghouse is not here tonight, so we can talk about how much we love wins. Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball is here. Pitchers win, drool. After the Nationals Nationals beat the Miami Marlins 10-7 in the season, regular season finale, I should say. 95-67 and overall in the year after the win. Great season for the Nationals. More to come with the NLDS starting on Friday. But going back to today's game, Max Scherzer started today unbeaten in his last nine starts, over which he was 7-0 and with a 2.87 ERA, a 2.07-261-351 line against and 59 and two-thirds. Uh, looking for win number 20, super important, only matters wins. Three and two-thirds scoreless before former Nats prospect Destin Hood homered three to two at that point in the Nationals' favor. Uh, Tomas Talis with a two-run home run in the fifth, five-four Nats. An RBI triple by Christian Yelich uh, ties it up at five-five after the fifth. Max Scherzer 96 pitches in five innings pitched. It's a tie game when he t- leaves the mound. There, he's still the pitcher of record. However, when Bryce Harper doubles to start the bottom of the inning, moves up on a ground out. Scores one out later on uh, a forced play at second. Uh, grounder by Wilmer Dipo, 6-5. to five. The Nationals never relinquish that lead. Danny Espinosa homers make it 8-5. to five. Marlins make a game of it, but Nats come out 10-7 in the end. Max Scherzer gets that super important 20th win, Dave, and finishes a really strong season by, in his second season in D.C. Yeah, you know, we make fun of the pitcher's win stat all the time, and, and, and rightfully so. It, it's um, it, it's such a uh, um, devalued and arbitrary and fluky statistic, and um, it's really kind of archaic, especially with the way that uh, um, the game is played these days. Um, oh, by the way, I want to mention, I got, I got your text message. I, I saw that tweet when it went live, and it was all I could do to not make a comment on it. But, um, but, but going back to the matter at hand, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, more more than the individual number, um, you look at Max Scherzer's body of work, and, and I think his record, and, and really the record of, of Tanner Roark and, and and a couple of other pitchers, just seeing the the, the number of wins and, and the number of losses and, and the the quality stats and the quantity stats, it just shows that that. But when a pitcher can run up that number of wins, it just means that they they've been they 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 stick in games. They're they're around long enough to qualify for the win. They pitch well enough to qualify for the win. Um, you know whether they get the win or they get the loss or something quirky happens. You know whatever. But it but it speaks to a a larger body of work. So so yeah, it's nice that he's got 20 wins. It's nice that that um, that he hits that uh, um, you know arbitrarily assigned milestone. But but more, it, it just speaks to his quality. Now today specifically. Um, he was not very quality. He didn't pitch particularly well. Uh, he gave up a lot of hits. He walked a couple guys. Um, he struck out seven, but even seven in five innings isn't particularly impressive for him. Um, and if the Nets hadn't scored the inning after he left the game, uh, you know, he wouldn't have gotten that magic number. So it, it, it just speaks to the fickleness of the pitcher's wins that Scherzer had really one of his poorer outings of the season, but still got quality for the win. And it had nothing, you know, it had nothing to do with him after he left the ball game. Obviously uh, he was more important today for the Nats as a hitter than he was a pitcher, but still uh, we should celebrate the idea that, that Max Scherzer um, had a sub three ERA and his strikeout numbers and his whip numbers and his strikeout to walk numbers. And, and, and yes, even his 20 wins, we should celebrate it. 
What about celebrating his work at the plate today? Uh, drives in two runs early in the game. Nationals put two on in the fourth inning. Wilmer Dipo singles at Danny Espinosa walks. Jose Lobaton comes up in the eighth spot and bunts them both over, which is just, uh, if it wasn't Max Scherzer coming up next, maybe it's not such a great idea, but Max Scherzer comes up and hits another single to center, drives in four runs on the day of the 10 that Nationals scored. Uh, just impressive outing at the plate by Max Scherzer on top of it, even if he wasn't particularly sharp on the mound. Yeah, you know, um, he's he likes to think of himself as a complete baseball player, and and <laughs> as a national leader, uh, you know, he, he he does okay. I mean, um, you know, he had more RBIs in the second half of the season than Ryan Zimmerman, than 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 Clint Robinson, than Ben Revere, than a lot of the Nats. And um, again, RBI is also sort of a fickle stat because you can't get one if there's nobody on base ahead of you. Um, but it also speaks to um, your quality of that bat and, and the quality of your teammates. And, um, and Scherzer was able to, to produce um, in, in run driving in situations this season. Um, last year he had none, so obviously he's a much better hitter this year than he was last year. Um, but, you know, the Nats needed somebody to come through today. He was in a position to do it, and he did. What do you think about uh, Daniel Murphy coming on in the pinch hit spot there? Uh, seems like he brought him on just for a shot to go for the batting title. Uh, much discussed that DJ LeMayhew, without any word of an injury, has sat out uh, three or four of the last games for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, he had a percentage point lead over uh, Daniel Murphy for the title. Murphy, of course, has been out for two weeks now with the buttock strain. Uh, he comes on there. Uh, a hit would have given him the title, but he ends up uh, lining out the right field there. Uh, what do you think about Dusty Baker bringing him on there and giving him a shot at it? And what do you think about LeMahieu uh, out of the lineup for whatever reason, if there's an injury they haven't said so yet, uh, trying to maintain that lead? Well, you know, there's all sorts of schools of thought here. And, and obviously for a player like DJ LeMahieu, who, um, you know, has come on in the last couple of years to prove a very valuable player for a really crappy team, and also getting the advantage of playing in the worst stadium uh, due to geography in the major leagues. Um, you know, congratulations for him sitting out a couple of games at his stats. Um, I- I'm sure the, the I'm sure Ted Williams is rolling over in his uh, uh, cryogenically frozen state. Um, <laughs> you know, sitting out the batting average wouldn't drop. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay with Daniel Murphy getting an at bat today simply to, to show. Um, to show his health that he's, he's physically able to do it. He made solid contact on one of the foul balls that he hit. Um, he didn't look like his timing was particularly rusty. Um, you know, he was probably thankful to, to get in at bat there just to um, to shake the rust off a little bit. But, uh, um, you know, if, if he was still um, physically unable to do it and, and they threw him out there simply to try to, to get the knock, you know, that's a questionable decision. But if he felt well enough to do it and, and Dusty said go grab a bat, um, you know, more power to him. It would have been fun for a base hit to fall in. And, um, you know, again, as long as we're talking about meaningless statistics, obviously on-base percentage and slugging is a lot more important than batting average. But uh, it still doesn't take away from the fabulous year that, um, that Daniel Murphy put together this year. Uh, as, far, as far as the full season goes, the, the Nats offensive MVP, um, and, and as far as that goes, 
um, you know, in the, one of the organizations that I belong to, the, um, the Internet Baseball Writers Association of America, obviously he was my pick for, for National League MVP. So, um, I, you know, falling, you know, hundreds of a percentage point um, behind a guy that plays in Corps Field for the batting average title, um, there's nothing to, to be ashamed of about that. Uh, Dave, this is a slightly uncomfortable. Apparently, Doghouse is joining us. He must have heard our, our talking about how important pitcher wins are, and he's come to set the record straight. Doghouse, you were at the park today. Max Scherzer earned his 20th meaningless win of the season. Uh, what was the day like at Nationals Park, final regular season game? Uh, what do you think about Max Scherzer getting it, even in a 10-7 win, uh, win for the Nationals? He wasn't particularly sharp, but got the super important 20th win. Yeah, uh, pitcher wins are dumb. Uh, they are they are even more dumb than batting average, and, and uh, we, it, it did my heart good to to hear uh, Nichols acknowledge that that batting average is silly. And although it was it was nice for uh, for Murphy to be so dominant in that because he did he did very well in these stats that are actually important when it comes to hitting. I apologize. There's a lot of festivities going on around me here now uh, as I'm leaving the park. But uh, interestingly enough. I think the biggest ovation of uh, of the afternoon was when Murphy came out to pitch hit. I mean, the place that everyone was was standing up already because of the the, the rally that was going on. The place kind of went nuts. I mean, even even uh, even more so than uh, uh, Scherzer's nice couple of uh, singles there. I guess he was saving up all, all his uh, real offense for the end of the year. But uh, a, a great night. Uh, or night afternoon, uh, a, a nice afternoon, decent weather. It didn't rain on us, uh, and we got a nice win, even though it was a little bit more dramatic and a little more up and down than need be. Scherzer certainly didn't look sharp out there, but this just demonstrates again how uh, how, how dumb the pitcher wins that is. Uh, although you know, not nice that, that that Max got twenty of them, meaningless and dumb as they are. <laughs> I just hope people there weren't frightened by that large, uh, shiny object in the sky, which you haven't seen in weeks for down there. Down there. So, nice day in Nationals Park. Uh, I had to deal with the shadows coming out over there, which, depending on when the NLDS game starts on Friday, they might have to deal with again. Dave, before we get into some 2016 highlights, though, I just wanted to touch on Bryce Harper. Eventually, he let off the double with a, in, let off with the double in the fifth, opposite field line drive there. Ended up scoring a run. Uh, We've said this a bunch of times by Bryce, about Bryce Harper. When you see him not pulling off and falling into the out of the batter's box on the right side there with his big lefty swing, when he stays with those balls and hits them, that's usually a good sign for Harper. Got that nice hit today. What did he finish today? I don't know if that was his only hit. Uh, Harper, one yeah, score, one run score, and a walk on the day. But uh, what do you think about Bryce Harper? How do you think he looks going into the postseason here? The Nationals could really use him to step up and – come up big in the postseason as he has in the past, but he's looked a little shaky the last couple of days and last couple of months, honestly. Yeah, you know, he has not looked very good, honestly, since, you know, early May. Uh, he has had uh, bouts of competency, and, and certainly he has hit some balls a very long way. That foul ball that he hit uh, in his last at bat, uh, it was one of the longest balls that he hit all season. Uh, well, foul, but, uh, but still he put a charge into it. And that's that's the threat of Harper, regardless of how he feels or or what his nagging injuries are, he's still capable of running into one and hitting it a long way. And um, I think that's why he continued to to, to slog through uh, the dog days uh, this year, 
uh, regardless of, of, of what his health status was until um, until it was just too much and when he injured the hand. And, and honestly, since coming back from injuring the hand, he has not looked very good at all. Um, I think today's base hit the opposite way uh, was more a product of being late on the pitch as opposed to uh, staying in there and driving the ball the other way. He uh, um, Watching the game against Chen the other night, uh, he, he was just being blown away by 92 and 93 mile an hour fastballs. So uh, I think these next uh, three or four days off here uh, are probably going to help him a little bit, uh, at least with the hand, maybe not with the, the next shoulder thing, because I think that's going to be something that's going to take the off season to, uh, to fully feel better. But, uh, but maybe another four or five days off with the hand here might help him in that regard. But um, Harper right now in the lineup is a threat. Uh, the teams are still walking him. Um, he, he's still able to put a good swing on a ball and hit it a long way and do damage with one swing. So obviously he has to stay in the lineup. But um, as far as consistent production, uh, I'm afraid that, that he's just too banged up right now uh, to provide that. And, and, and he's more important to the Nats as a threat in the lineup and honestly to get on base via walk than he is for consistent production at this point. Doug has jokes about wins aside. I was happy that you called in after the game because I did want to get both of your takes on the highlights of the regular season in 2016. We're hoping these aren't the highlights for the whole year because the Nationals have a chance to do something in the NLDS if they can get uh, get past the Dodgers for the first time past the NLDS. Uh, But I wrote down a few of my favorite moments from the 2016 campaign and wanted to know if you guys had anything different in mind. Uh, Max Max Scherzer's 20K start in May is probably the most exciting game I've been to outside of some of the no-hitters that we saw. Uh, Steven Strasburg's 13-0 start to the season. It didn't end well for Strasburg. That start was just kind of miraculous, what he was able to do over the first couple months of the season. It really just showed exactly what he can be when he's at the top of his game going back to last season, honestly, and until he ended up losing a few and then struggled down the stretch. Uh, the first triple play in franchise history was third on my list, just out of sheer awkwardness. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman making a throw across the uh, field to get it after he caught a liner and stepped on first base. Dusty Baker's reaction in the dugout at that might might be the reason I like it the most, but uh, those are the three that stood out for me off the top of my head when I was trying to think of the big moments of this season. Anything different or any of those that you particularly like? Uh, it, in, in my opinion, there is really only one highlight for this entire season, and that is Oliver Perez's bunt. <laughs> <laughs> a bunt inducing uh, a clown play in, in extras to, to send the game on. That, that was just... Nonsense like that is why we watch baseball and why the NL is the best and only pure baseball in baseball. Everything else pales. <laughs> Dave, anything else to add for you, or Doug has anything other than that? Well, well answer at the same time. you know, I don't know that I've got a particular moment uh, outside of the ones that we talked about, but for me, the highlight of the season is probably um, the last. 75 games or so, getting a chance to watch Trey Turner do his magic. Um, I think Trey Turner is going to be an extremely important player for this team, um, you know, until his uh, arbitration eligibility has run out, ran out. Um, you know, an interesting statistic, and as long as we're playing with arbitrary endpoints, um, players to slug 550 with 30-plus stolen bases in their rookie season, there are three of them. Can to name the other two other than Trey Turner? I'm going to Mike, pass Mike, on that 
Mike Trout in 2012 and Shoeless Joe Jackson in 1911. There have been three players in Major League history to slug 550 with 30 stolen bases in their rookie season, and Trey Turner was one of them. So, so yeah, his play in the second half of the season uh, was a true highlight uh, for me, getting to watch him play every day. Um, again, I'll say it, it was just a shame that we had to wait so long to see him solely due to money, um, but he's going to be a very exciting He's going to be a very exciting player for this team, and that was the highlight. So, I guess, before we sign off, are you finally on board with the Daniel Murphy signing? Well, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm now, I've now moved from only slightly against from firmly opposed. I would like to remind everyone I was against this signing, and it's, okay, maybe, maybe my pessimism wasn't warranted this season, but we'll see. Rizzo points to his head for sure. Maybe he can impress you in the postseason and see what he can do. 95 and 67 on the year after the win today. We have to wait until Friday for baseball. I don't know what we're going to do for the next four or five days. We'll try to make it through. Friday night or afternoon at some point, Nationals and Dodgers will kick off the NLDS in the nation's capital. Everyone's going to be wearing red and waving those red towels around like they're maniacs. Matt's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Talk to you guys soon. Maybe we'll uh, talk sometime during the week as in the lead up to the NLDS. Have a good night. Go Nats.